It's over. The Bucks have done it. The long wait has ended. After a half century, the Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a second Super Bowl title in franchise history. And Tom Brady doesn't pass the torch yet to Mahomes, does he? Dave Roberts. Backward strike three. Dodgers have won it all in 2020. Welcome to Sports Next, episode 31. I am Harry. I'm Mr. Hodge. And I'm Uncle Phil. And uh, thanks for tuning in for another uh, episode. I mean, we have a, some good stuff coming on. Finally, we have football back. Mm-hmm. So we have that to talk about. Uh, we did have uh, no show for UFC fight now, but we do have one coming up this Saturday. Yep. We'll talk about that. Of course, we'll have more baseball. I mean, the last month, baseball left. So all these wild card teams are chasing, and uh, it looks like the divisions are pretty much done. So uh, almost done, or practically done. Um, and of course, uh, some little uh, NBA stuff going around, but <laughs> or at least the NBA uh, Hall of Fame uh, occurred yeah. uh, during the week. So, uh, but uh, let's get it started. Let's start. Let's start off with our, the way we usually start off. We are recording on the 13th, so it's opposite of 31. Just move those numbers around. In mm-hmm. September 13th. That's what we did. We did it on purpose. <laughs> so, no, uh, no, I feel like it was more destined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's go. Uh, let's go ahead with the birthdays. All right. Celebrating on September 13th, we have Bernie Williams, uh, Dice K, Matasaka, uh, Rick Dimsby, AJ McCarron. Brad Johnson, Darren Waller, who's going to be playing in just a couple of minutes as we are recording this. Oh, all uh, right. Shoot. Yeah. I, I need those fancy points, Waller. Come on, baby. Uh-oh. <laughs> I need it from uh, Kenyon Drake. I need like 40 points from him. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with that. Well, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. He should be playing, but, you know, yeah. Josh Jacobs. Okay, yeah. anyway. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Celebrating him with with him also is Nene and Chase Hooper. All right, happy birthday to those fellas! And uh, we're gonna go all. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna get back on some UFC. Uh, it's gonna start. Well, we're gonna talk about fight night and a couple of little uh, fight news, mm-hmm. and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Sports Next here on Ecstatic Radio. Uh, we mentioned earlier that there was no fight night last weekend, but we will have one this weekend. And it's going to be, of course, at the UFC Apex. It's starting back at the usual time at 4 p.m., at least for the main card. So uh, this one's going to be a uh, headline by, uh, and, well, made event and co made event by light heavyweights, as we'll have uh, Anthony Smith, veteran, going up against Ryan Spawn. And uh, this uh, Anthony Smith is 35 and 16, while Spawn is 19 and 6. Anthony Smith is coming off a two uh, a win against Jimmy Crude in a TKO back in UFC 268, 261. That was a doctor stoppage. And uh, he's coming also a win against Devin Clark with a submission back in November. And uh, also, and as far as Spawn, he's coming off a win over Misha Kirkunov in TKO uh, back in March. So uh, he also, that also got a performance of the night. So, uh, Phil, who do you got on this one? Um, I feel like 
I could be wrong because I've been wrong a lot with my uh, picks lately with the UFC. But I felt like the fact that, yeah, I understand that Ryan Swan is uh, four, has four wins out of his last five fights. And he does have a, a win against Lil Nog like a few years ago, or I think last year, or mm-hmm. within the last few years. And he is, uh, he has hype coming off of the contender series. So he could say that, oh, I'm still fresh when it comes to the big stage. So he still has something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. But I kind of feel like the fact that Anthony Smith has been doing it on the big stage for a while, his fights, even though he lost against John Jones, and he did have fights against Gustafson, who, which mm-hmm. was also a loss. But I feel like the fact that he already knows how it is to fight the bigger names, I feel like Smith would be able to take this fight personally. Okay. Okay. All right. Interesting. Um, Hodge, what about you? Um, this is a um, difficult one for me to predict. Um, I, I don't know which way to turn, so this is going to be one of my intelligent guesses. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Anthony Smith on this one. Okay. You know what? Just because of that, I'm going to go with Ryan Spahn. <laughs> I think it's his time. I think he's just going to be his breakout. And uh, I don't know. I, I just think this is going to be him. Just because you guys are going for him, I'm going to go with the other guy. <laughs> it didn't work out last time when when I picked the – we'll talk about it later. In football, when I picked the – who was that? The uh, When I picked the Colts over the Seahawks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got to have uh, one, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. All right, all right. All right so uh, we have that one. And then the other light heavyweight will be Ian Kuteleba against Devin Clark. Uh, Kuteleba 15, 6, and 1 with no contest. Devin Clark 12 and 5. Uh, Phil, your thoughts about this fight? Um, The only fighter in this fight I have a fresh memory is, is Devin Clark. Okay. So I guess I'm a little bit biased, and I'll say that he'll win since he's more fresh in my mind. Okay. He's coming off a, a loss to Anthony Smith back in November. So, and it's Mission Triangle choke. So uh, it looks like he'll probably want some redemption after that. He's also lost to Ryan Spawn. It's <laughs> 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 uh, Ian Cotabella. Let's, let's take him off. Ian... Level. There you go. He's coming off. Uh, he's coming off a draw against Dustin Jacoby, and before that, he has two losses in a row against Magomedov and Kalayev. So you can tell he's looking for a win at some point. Um, but yeah, that's going to be the co-main event. We also have lightweight Nicolas Moda, who was originally supposed to fight the veteran Jim Miller, and he had to pull yeah. out for because because of COVID. And, Damn COVID. Uh, yeah, COVID got to us again. Yeah. And if COVID ain't over, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, the one stepping up, though, so Mona's still fighting. He'll just have to fight Cameron Van Camp. Yeah. <laughs> For in the lightweight division. Mona's 12-3, and three, also makes his UFC debut after winning a contract. Dana White's contender series last November. 
with a unanimous decision win over Joseph Lowry. He won, he has won three straight in his five of his past six, including a vacant lightweight title win at Cage Fury Fighting Championship 79. Van after Saturday's event on a four-fight win streak, competing for four different promotions. He has finished his past three opponents with submissions in under 90 seconds in his past two outings. Oh, so it's going to be a good two youngsters going at it. Instead of going one youngster going against a veteran, it's going to be two youngsters going to go at it. And... Um, Another fight we have, yeah. In the women's flyweight division, Ariana Lipsky against Man- Mandy Baum. Lipsky 13 and 7 against Mandy Baum, who's 7 and 0 with a no contest. Uh, lightweights, Armin Sarukian against Christos Giagas. And then we have middleweights, the I think he won uh, knockout of the year, Mr. Knockout of the year last year, Joaquin Buckley. Or Joaquin Buckley will fade Antonio Arroyo uh, in the middleweight division. So it's going to be exciting to see how we'll be able to do it this time. But Buckley is either hit or miss. He got you that good uh, KO, but I believe he got KO last time really bad. I feel like with him, even though he is entertaining, he seems like every time he has a semi-big fight, at least mm-hmm. he loses. Like when he yeah. fought Kevin Holland, Kevin Holland kind of he killed him pretty scarily. Mm-hmm. So I was like, will yeah. that really, will he not necessarily choke, but really, will he be able to say that, oh, I can knock anybody else again by getting a performance of the night like he has yeah. two times in a row? Or will he yeah. like choke again? Yeah. Yeah. Last time he got uh, KO'd in the head kick by Alicio Di Chirico. So mm-hmm. uh, that was back in January. So I mean, it looks like the last, his last six fights were ended in. KO either by win or by losses. He's four and two in, the, in those KOs, so uh, that's good news for him. But yeah, it's whatever you get out of him. <laughs> yeah. And then we have a uh, light heavyweights, uh, Mike Rodriguez against Tafan Chukui. Women's bantamweights, uh, Penny Kiansad against Raquel Pennington. Uh, bantamweights, Nathan Menes versus Tom Gra- Gravely. Lightweights, Dakota Bush against Zhu Rong. Bantamweights Montel Jackson against JP Bias. Women flyweights Erin Blanchfield against Zara Alpar. Waterweights Impa Kazaganai against Carlston Harris. Uh, Bantamweights Gustavo Lopez against Haley Telling. And finally, women's flyweights Emily Whitmire against Hannah Goldie. So, uh, four fight cards so far. I mean, we'll see when we get there when they do the weigh ins and everything. and you know, the testing and everything, the more testing they do, <laughs> I don't know what else could be there or hopefully no injuries, but it uh, looks like a full fight card, so it should be fun this Saturday. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. All right, yeah. We finally got it back. Man, this week is packed with UFCs now and football. Still got the baseball, uh, like I said, wild card race. Yep. And But uh, even though we didn't have UFC last weekend, we did have, uh, was it boxing last weekend? Yes. Okay, it was last weekend. Uh, it was uh, Phil's boy right now. He, he he had a fight. Uh, Anderson Silva had to fight Tito Ortiz, and Silva stunned Tito Ortiz with a wild first round KO. Right. Was, so, it really, was it really stunning? Was anybody really expecting Tito Ortiz, who has not been known for his boxing at all, who mm-hmm. his last celebrity fight was against somebody who People make jabs that doesn't have or hasn't had the chin for a while mm-hmm. against what's his name, um, Chuck Liddell. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, is it really shocking that somebody who beat a legit boxer in his last fight beat right. Ortiz so easily? And the thing right. that gets me upset is, <laughs> like, like I said, it's like somebody who's known just for his wrestling and a person who has lost for not having a chin loses to a person who starts off as a striker. Like, shut up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> was, this the same, was this the same card with uh, Vito Belfort? And, yes, uh, well, versus, it, was, it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a uh, Oscar Loya, Oscar but, uh, yeah. which I personally think would have been a better fight because, uh-huh. even though Holyfield is a legend, I'm not knocking him for his legacy, but kind of feel like he's a little bit up there in age, and mm-hmm. he hasn't looked real healthy. He always had somebody like with him, to, like tell him where to go, kind of like a, I would say handler because that's kind of has some racial implications, but some sort of person just to guide them. So it's kind of like, I'm not really surprised. Right. But yeah. All right. All right. Hopefully so. it would be a fight Belfort versus Oscar Bell Hoya because I feel like that would be real interesting with a semi-healthy looking Bell Hoya who mm-hmm. may have fought like a while back, but at least he looks healthy enough to actually put on a show against Belfort. Right. And he dropped because of uh, COVID also, right? Uh, yeah. Hoya. Okay. So hopefully they can reschedule that fight. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. And uh, we also had uh, another Phil's guy right here, Conor McGregor. <laughs> uh, don't say that. He's not my guy. <laughs> you are so hard like, accusing people uh, of friendships <laughs> and partnerships. Uh, well, he made headlines with, by uh, getting in a little beef with uh, Hodges' boy, Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, uh, see? There you go. <laughs> I would never associate myself with, with MDK. <laughs> anybody, that's, anybody that's stupid enough to challenge Jim and them um, is not associated with me. <laughs> uh, well, apparently what happened, I guess, it's happened, I believe, in the MTV Video Music Awards. Uh, McGregor apparently approached uh, MGK at the award ceremony at Barclays Center, Brooklyn. Just for a photograph, he was apparently denied, which sparked the ire of the. It's just funny. Are you gonna are you gonna deny McGregor a photo? <laughs> and you're I mean, MGK. And you're MGK. Like, who are you? <laughs> I mean, no. I at this moment, at least MGK has fans, and at least he's doing well in his respective field of music. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. He knows that Conor McGregor is just doing it for clout to keep his name out there. So mm-hmm. he's like, oh, no, I'm good. I don't want to get a picture with you. And just proves that he's doing it for all the hype. Because right. the fact that he got mad and wants to fight somebody who's not even a fighter in public at the VMAs just shows that Conor is just trying to do it for, like, just to keep his name out there. It's like, sit down, go, go relax, go Drink your whiskey. Just stop trying to keep your name out there. Nobody cares about you anymore. Yeah, he, I, I, think, I, think, I think I think McGregor right now, he just needs to get his anger management on check. I mean, I think that's what yeah. it is, too. He's just so mad. I mean, anytime he's he's in a... I mean, I was, like, like feels like maybe he's just doing it to be up there, like, on TV and everything, but he just seems that every every little thing that we talk about is because Conor McGregor got mad at something. Yeah. He, he has some... 
he has some really deep anger issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the fact that his prior things, like him punching an old man for denying his offer for his whiskey, like a whiskey shot, mm-hmm. and him having beef like with women is kind of right. It's kind of I kind of feel like it's time for him to actually do something, like get actual help. And the fact yeah. that probably Dana White won't do anything because he's still going to make a lot of money off of McGregor kind of pissed me off because he keeps getting these passes. Yeah. Yeah, like McGregor is probably just the best, like either like get help or like maybe just like just stay quiet for a bit, you know, just, just isolate yourself for a little bit. And, uh, but you know, that's not Connor. You can't exactly. do that. He'll say he probably won't do that. He'll probably be doing something dumb by next week. Yeah. 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 I I hope this was for clout because if this was like for real, for real, he truly needs help. Like was like I, I, I really don't want to like talk about Conor McGregor right now. He 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 needs to sit down and heal his ankle. I don't care if he's walking, he's not well. He needs to heal yeah, his ankle. No. And uh, for <laughs> the re- for the record, I had no idea the VMAs was last night. <laughs> yeah, that tends to happen. <laughs> oh, freaking McGregor! I didn't even know him. He was still playing music. <laughs> they don't. They don't. <laughs> uh, All right, <laughs> it's turning to MTV bashing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get to what's important. Screw McGregor. Yeah, back back yeah. to important stuff. Yeah, let's pull off a, a, a page out of McGregor's book. It's called "Crap About Him." So we get more <laughs> listeners and, and more views and more and more clicks. <laughs> uh, well, in that case, that'll be like a suit. Like we said, it's gonna be fight night this weekend. So take your anger and everything all up on that fight night. Get hyped up and everything. Um, and uh, right now, we'll be right back with some baseball talk. So we'll be right back. Man, uh, there's something that's going on here still with the Giants. I mean, they, they just keep on winning against easy teams, but okay, we'll, they'll, they'll, we'll, they'll take it. They are now 9-1 and one in their last 10. They're still in the number top spot in the National League West. The Dodgers are two and a half games behind. They're 6-4 and four in the last 10, but they just came off a sweep against uh, the Padres. So uh, the Padres is looking like trouble for them. They just got swept. They didn't look too good throughout the weekend. So, uh, of course, they're competing for the second wild card. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but yeah, not looking so good for the Padres right now. And uh, I was able to – I went to the game on Friday night. Nice. Uh, it was, and it was Urias pitching. And, again, like, there was – I mean, the Padres hitting wasn't there. Tatis didn't look good as a hitter at all. He did have a good defensive play out there. They kind of, like, quiet his up for a bit. He robbed a home run. Mm-hmm. Then the next time uh, – he robbed the Max Muncy off a home run. and then But the next time the Max Muncy came up, he crushed one. So, uh I guess that didn't matter too much. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, the parties aren't looking too good at all. So, too bad for those San Diego people. Yeah. yeah <laughs> they're the only team that they root for now. Yeah. Like I mentioned, most of these uh, divisions are already kind of like, I mean, it's already coming down easily to who we know is going to win. Like the Central is uh, it's le- being led by the Brewers dominating that division by 14 games right now. That's the second place Reds, 15 against the Cardinals. And the NL East is probably the closest one other than the National League West, and that's uh, 
The Braves leading that by four and a half against the Phillies, second place Phillies, and then five against the Mets, who are a little who are trying to roar back into this uh, division race. Or at least the wild card. Over in the American League, for sure, looks like it's almost just about finished. We have the Rays leading that division by nine games against the Toronto. The Toronto Blue Jays just squeezing through uh, to second place, so that's pretty surprising right there. Uh, they're they're down like I believe fourth place. That moved the Red Sox down to third place, and the Yankees down to fourth place. So the Yankees are two and eight in their last ten, mm. and Blue Jays are nine and one in their last ten. So uh, yeah, it's not looking so good for the Yankees themselves, but they're still not that far ahead, uh, all behind by from the second wild card. Over the American League Central, we have uh, the White Sox leading that by twelve games against the second place uh, Cleveland Indians, soon to be Cleveland uh, Warriors. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, the American League West, we have the Astros leading that division by six and a half against the Mariners and the A's. So that one also looks like uh, it's going down for the Astros. But let's look at the wild card right now. We have the wild card in the American League, right, as we mentioned, the, uh, I guess it's the Blue Jays right now leading that number one seed uh, against the Red Sox. Uh, so those are the first two seeds, or at least they're, they're the first two seeds competing for the number one seed, I guess. And there's a third. The Yankees are back by half a game for the second seed. The A's back by three games. The Mariners are back by three games. So it looks like a five-team uh, race in the wild card right now mm-hmm. for the American so, League. How does the wild card work again? So the wild card obviously goes to the – so you have your division leaders, your division champs. You're, there's three divisions in the league, the East, the West, and the Central. Uh, okay. For instance, right now, uh, the Rays are leading the East, the Astros are leading the uh, the, 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 the West, and the White Sox is the Central. So they're for sure in the playoffs. And then you mm-hmm. have, yet they have to wait for the wild card team. So in the wild card, there's going to be two teams that are going to going to be making in that are going to be making it, and it's going to go down to the second best records out of those three behind those three uh, up there. You know that are division champions. And so those two wildcard teams are going to play each other in the one-game wildcard game. So it's going to be a one-game. And the first seed gets to host it. So in this case, I guess it's the Boston, my, uh, my bad, but it was the Boston that, that has number one seed in the wildcard right now. Okay. And two of the Blue Jays had the second. So it'll be the Red Sox and the Blue Jays competing for the uh, wildcard. And the winner gets to advance. So it's going to be a one-game playoff. And Boston is going to host it because they have the, the number one seed in that wildcard. And they're gonna play the the number one seed of all of the whole American League, which is right now is looking like the Tampa Bay Race, who are eighty nine and fifty four toward the Astros, are eighty three and fifty nine. So that's how it kind of works. And uh, it, it's changed a lot. It changed a lot from before because before it was just only one wild card team. So in yeah. this case, it would have just been like the Red Sox would have done it. But I guess they wanted to, baseball wanted to extend the playoffs, uh, or or not just that, extend the playoffs and have more teams be in competition. For the wild card, so now that we have the second spot, obviously now we have like oh you know there's more teams that are in it, but then you know like you're looking at the last that last month of the or the or the season, most teams are already like nah I'm not even gonna get that wild card so screw it, but now you have you leave it open for oh there's there's a potentially more teams that could be competing for it, so that's the way it works right now. Now as far as the National League is concerned, we have the Giants unfortunately at number one going up. Uh, they have the National League. They have the number, the best record in the National League. And then the Brewers are at second, and the Braves are third as far as division leaders. And in the wild card, of course, the Dodgers are leading it by the number one spot. They're probably leading it by, uh, shoot, we've got to probably go by like 
10 games at least or something, almost 10 games. So I don't like to have that locked in, especially with that sweep against the Padres. Now we have the Reds and the Padres are, are tied up for that second wild card spot. So uh, it's looking like it's up to them right now. Padres, again, are looking real bad and the Reds coming in, squeezing in. But the Reds have a two-game losing streak while the Padres are at three. So they're rightfully in the, in the, uh, in the fight for the wild card. Then behind them is the Cardinals, who are just a game behind. They have a two-game winning streak. Then it's the Phillies are two and a half games behind the, the Reds and the Padres. And then it's the Mets at three games against the Reds and the Padres. So, so as you've seen, as I mentioned earlier, there's, there's a lot more teams. That are, in this case, there's at least four plus teams that are competing for the wall, uh, playoff spot. So, And that's what I guess it's, it was meant to do, that extra wild card spot. So um, it's makes, it makes for a uh, more entertaining uh, September baseball. And uh, as far as some games right now, the Yankees, some key games, the Yankees went over the, against the Twins, 6-5. to five. Uh, Not many games up for a Monday. The Cardinals are up 3-0 against the Mets. This is the most win for the Mets, so they want to continue going up in that wall card. And uh, later on, it's going to be the Giants and the Padres. That's going to be a good series right there. Hope, Dodgers are hoping for the Padres to know. We, we want to be Padres fans all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> And the Padres don't want to be the Padres are going to be Diamondbacks fans because we're the Dodgers are playing the Diamondbacks, and then there are, later on we have the Red Sox and the Mariners. Uh, so uh, those are the key games going on right now. And some big major things happened over the weekend. Uh, we talked about uh, the Dodgers, you know, completely dominating the Padres this weekend. And one of the big it was uh, with an exclamation mark with Max Scherzer, the big uh, you know trade deadline acquisition for the Dodgers. This guy is just. Uh, He's a piece. He's, he's definitely going to be one of the best right-handed pitchers of this generation right now, and he's looking like it. He, he proved that he's 37, and man, is still going to get done. He almost pitched a perfect game last Sunday, or just yesterday, and uh, I believe it was broken up in the eighth inning. But on top of that, he he pitched what uh, it's a really rare thing in baseball. Well, it's getting more normal now, but uh, still pretty uh, uh, interesting uh, uh, accomplishment. It's called an immaculate inning meaning three strikeouts on nine pitches. Mm. So pretty much that's the, that's the maximum amount of, you know, strikes you could throw without delivering a ball to strike out the side in order. So he did that uh, saying that while immaculate ending isn't nearly as rare as it once was, there were, there were none from 1929 to 52 and eight alone in 2017. Any pitcher who can plow through a league, a big league lineup on nine straight strikes deserves a special place in the record book. That's something about, uh, the last Dodger who did it was Kenley Jansen, but he didn't even know that, but that was because I've been pitching seven or eight years and I just didn't know what an immaculate inning is. So I just closed her Kenley Jansen set up to tossing one in 2017, but now I know and it's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the last one before that was, uh, in August of this year, then, uh, like I said, you know, it's now more, a little bit more, uh, it's a little bit more common now, that, but it's still a good feature. Uh, mm-hmm. Chad Green of the Yankees did it back in July. Uh, Michael King of the Yankees did it back in July. So, uh, but I mean, he, like I said, he almost pitched the perfect game and they, he's given them, making a bigger case for Cy Young. Right now, the Dodgers have three guys in that starting rotation who can win the Cy Young. And that's headlined by Walker Bueller, who has probably the one of the best ERAs in the league. Then it's Max Scherzer, who's also getting his ERA up there by every start he makes. And then uh, Julio Rios, who leads the, I think he leads all of baseball with win and wins. So, uh, I mean, that Dodgers rotation, I mean, they're just 
for some reason, with that bit, awesome of a lineup, they still can't get past the Giants right now. <laughs> yeah, but it's bound uh, to happen. It's bound to happen. So, so you, you're just holding on to um, this belief that the Giants aren't that great. Yeah, well, it's not just it, it's it's facts. It's facts. <laughs> okay, like I, you know, they're still on top of the NL West, right? Yeah, but I mean, we get to the playoffs, and then they're not, they're not, it's not going to matter anything. Uh, oh, who you gonna, the Dodgers are going to yeah. throw in, like I mentioned, they're going to throw in the three best pitchers in baseball. Yeah, you know, so but it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good whole season. I mean, you put the Dodgers and the Giants in the playoffs. I don't, I don't think that's been done in a while. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be awesome for baseball. Yeah. All right. Yeah, sounds like you're very confident. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's easy to be confident against the Giants <laughs> in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope that comes into fruition. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Giants fans, but not sorry. <laughs> no, you need to apologize to your rival. Yeah. Uh, but uh, speaking of great pitching, the Brewers, like we mentioned about, you know, the, the Cy Young candidates for the Dodgers, but the Brewers have a really good one in Corbin Burns. And his last start, he just made that case even better with uh, almost pitching. Well, he pitched a no-hitter through eight innings, though. He, didn't, he wasn't able to complete it. But uh, they threw in uh, the reliever, Josh Hader, and he was able to complete it. So the, Bre- the Brewers pitched a combined no-hitter, yeah, another rare feature, but uh, still pretty impressive. I believe he's also up there in ERA as far as uh, right next to Bueller and Scherzer. So Corbin Burns is another guy to look at. And, uh, I mean, this is going to be a tough Cy Young Award winner, uh, Cy Young Award uh, for the National League. And whoever wins it is just going to be deserve it. You know, obviously, we want to, I want a Dodger to win it, but, uh, you know, this is a top elite pitching going on right now. Yeah. And that's all talking about an elite pitching for the Dodgers. Without, remember, this is without a guy that we don't have, the Dodgers don't have the, well, the big free agent they signed this offseason. And that's, of course, Trevor Bauer. This is, they're doing all this without him. And, uh, of course, Trevor Bauer, uh, we've mentioned it almost all season, that uh, he was put on administrative leave because of, uh, uh, I guess, a woman accused him of uh, hitting her and whatnot. And it looks like it is, you know, honest or it's true. And I guess so there well, – the, well, baseball just had to, like, uh, request to uh, extend his, his administrative leave. And I guess it, it's been extended already three or four times, and now it's, they put the coffin on that and by uh, – extending it to the end of the season. So he is officially done for the year. And he looks like he's not coming back to the Dodgers, at least at least not to the Dodgers this year. He might, I don't know about coming back to baseball. I doubt it, but he's still, uh, he's as far as the Dodgers right now, he's done. Mm-hmm. He's done for them. And so he was pitching pretty well. So now, you know, obviously, with, and I guess uh, the, my, the silver lining is that with that, they were able to the Dodgers think of, put themselves in, say, all right, let's all get shirts here. And, um, so they got Scherzer, and uh, yeah, it's a tough spot for uh, for Bauer. Well, I mean, if if he did it, obviously he deserves it. But <laughs> yeah, you know, so uh, yeah, he's done for the year. Yeah, what a shame. Wait, is he done with the team? Period, or just for the season? So he signed a four-year deal with the Dodgers, but um, and I believe he has an opt-out in each of those years. So mm-hmm. he could either way he could opt out. But as far as like. You know, usually he, he could opt out just so he can make more money the next year. You know, he doesn't mean that he's going to go to another team. But the way it's looking right now, it looks like the Dodgers just want to completely separate themselves from 
power. The Dodge, even the Dodger players don't even. They said like we don't want him back in the team. Mm-hmm. So if you think about your power and you're able to play again. I mean, that's gonna be pretty awkward if you go back to the Dodger team, your teammates, and be like, "Hey, you guys, remember you guys say you don't want me here?" Yeah. So that's just gonna be an awkward and uncomfortable situation, which I don't think the Dodger organization would want to have, especially since they're doing pretty well with you know with Max Scherzer. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, um, that's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem with that. And uh, but I, as far as the what the women and everything that's going up against the the. The update on that, there's still not much update in the last one we had. Like uh, something about there's a second woman, and uh, so yeah, it's, the point is it's still not looking good as far as that the whole story is going. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, uh, we'll take a quick break again, and uh, we're gonna get to the best part right now of the football season. Right now, we're gonna talk about our, we're gonna start out with our pickums and uh, of week one. Of course, we have a game going on right now, but we'll be right back and talk about that game currently. So uh, we'll be right back. Football is back. Week one. And it's, uh, man, it was fun to have football back. Not just that, like to see some stadiums like SoFi with uh, fans in there. Yeah. And now we're, right now we have seen, uh, the, uh, what was it, uh, Allegiant Stadium in Vegas mm-hmm. with some fans in there too. So, uh, and of course, our pickums uh, will tell you the results right now as we're going by this game by game right now. So let's start off. Let's go. Let's go straight to it. Well, first of all, uh, what do you guys think? Week one of football. I mean, without talking about the individual games, but what what are your thoughts on week one? Uh, it was funny because like like um during the off season and when the season got closer, I was like, um, I don't know about NFL anymore and this and that, and I don't know if I can get but with once week one hit, like every all that threw out the window, like you could just feel a new rush, a new breath of life. So um, right. it was cool. It was um, it was real cool to see NFL back. It's cool seeing fans back in the stadiums, even though it's a little premature. But that's a whole nother story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, but, uh, right. Um, but yeah, it was it was just cool to see games again. And I think fantasy football, especially the one I'm in in particular, is like making it more exciting because the one I'm in, they talked a lot of crap and my phone stays busy like all the time now so right right so, yeah uh, um uh, it took a while for me to get excited about it but i'm glad it's back now okay okay phil sadly i had to work right in the middle of the day so i couldn't really uh, watch anything at all uh-huh. but just hearing people at work talking about it it seems like it's been a good start but yeah i want to be able to save myself <laughs> all right. Okay, so uh, all right, let's do Let's talk about our pickups right now. We started off on Thursday with Dallas at Tampa Bay. And that one, uh, let's remind everybody that we all picked Tampa Bay at that uh, that day. Yeah. And, of course, uh, they ended up winning <laughs> that day. Uh, so uh, it was Tom Brady, I mean, doing his thing, doing what he always does. And that's just find a way to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a fun game, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was Tampa Bay defeated Dallas thirty nine to twenty, not thirty one to twenty nine. So by just two points, Dallas was almost came back and they almost upset uh, the, the reigning champs. And uh, yeah. but man, Dak Prescott looked pretty good on his on his oh, return. Yeah. yeah, he 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 actually shut me up last season. I just didn't want to admit it, but yeah, uh-huh. Dak, Dak is the real deal. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm, I and I'm calling pass interference on that last play. 
<laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we all got a point on that one, so we're all at one right now. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about the next game. It was Seattle at Indianapolis. And this one, it was uh, Seattle defeating the Colts 28-16, NFC West team against the AFC South team. And so uh, Russell Wilson, I mean, got it done again. And on that one, we all, uh, well, you guys said <laughs> Seattle. I had to say Colts, of course. Yeah. And so now it was just both of you guys with points on that. Okay. And I don't get any any points. <laughs> okay. Next, we got uh, Jacksonville at Houston. How about that one? I mean, we really, we, we all really just said Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> You, you know what it was? We really are just, what was that? Like, what it was, was we put too much trust. Um, well, it wasn't that we put too much trust in Trevor Lawrence. We just saw the chaoticness going on in Houston. So, um, mm-hmm. so when yeah. we looked at that, we were just like, yeah, they're too distracted. But um, what were we thinking? We should we knew better than to put a, our trust in a rookie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shoot, but I mean – like you said, I mean, this wasn't just like, oh, they scored, Houston scored 37 points. It wasn't just like, oh, we barely got the win, you know, whatever. They they went all off on that rookie. And, um, yeah. Well, let's, let's look at some of his stats. Well, although he didn't, I mean, other than his three interceptions, he did pretty, pretty decent. He had uh, 332 yards with three touchdowns himself. So, uh, I mean, he did, all, I mean, it's like rookies. I mean, that's what happens sometimes. They don't always, rarely, they rarely have a great, you know, first game, especially yeah. to open the season as a, as a starter. Yeah. We saw a lot of other rookies and other uh, quarterbacks and other teams that, you know, just came in for a play and then they went back down and then they came back in every, every so on. But this guy played it all. So, uh, still, I mean, even with the, again, three interceptions, hats off to Trevor Lawrence for taking that, taking that, uh, challenge. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and in that case, we, like I said, we all, we all said Jacksonville and uh, none of us got points off of that. <laughs> Next is the Eagles at the Falcons. That's another big one right there. So we had uh, the Eagles and the Falcons. Where is that? Where are they at? What was the score on that? What was I'm looking for the score real quick. I'm looking for the score real quick. Uh, that was what was that? Sorry, thirty-two to six. Thirty-two to six. Yep. I guess that I know. And uh, that's Jalen Hurts uh, doing his thing over there. He impressed everybody right there. And I just that they, they also have a rookie head coach. Yeah, yep, and and the rookie wideout, um, Devontae Smith. Yeah, and so uh, in this case, Phil's the only one who said the Eagles yeah, he, on this one. <laughs> he, 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 he believed in Jalen Hurts. He did. He did. Yeah. Actually, we said Falcons. Never again. <laughs> yeah. Damn yeah. you, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> they really haven't been the same since that Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we had uh, Chargers at the Washington football team. Oh. And uh, this one, we had uh, – what was the score on this one? Uh, uh, I have to put the, I have to put yeah, the score was, on the yeah, – I have was, to put the score on this. <laughs> yeah, it was 2016 um, Chargers. 2016 Chargers. So it was a pretty close game. Yeah. Um, but uh, we all said Chargers in this one. Yeah. So right yeah. now, um, Phil's on a roll right now. The only one he's got wrong was the same one that we all got wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so Phil's getting the job done. This was a fun game. I enjoyed this yeah. game. Yeah. Next one is uh, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. And this one, uh, how about this one, too? Uh, well, I don't know. Like, you were talking about it. It wasn't really an upset, but uh, 
as far as how you and I are concerned, it was because we both said Buffalo on this one. Yeah. And it ended up not going that way at all. Yeah. Shout out so, to shout out to the Steelers defense for hooking me up with those fantasy points. Yep. And the final score was 23 and 16 on that one. So uh Kind of wonder what's going, what happened there with Buffalo, or like you said, it was the Pittsburgh defense. Yeah, they got it done. Pretty much, it was the Pittsburgh defense that got it done, and um, the offense just start uh, following along. Um, uh, Pittsburgh did, offensively didn't look super sharp. Ben Roethlisberger looked old. You know, it, right. it just looked. I don't know. They they just looked tired. Besides, um, Najee Harris, he he just got shut down a little bit, but um, he, he'll Najee's gonna have his day. But um, but hats off to Pittsburgh and that defense. Yeah. And then uh, next one, we had uh, we had the 49ers at Detroit. Jared Goff's debut with the Detroit Lions. And Jimmy G played in, I believe, uh, their, uh, 49ers. Uh, what's that kid's name? Trey, uh, Trey, uh, Trey Lance. Trey Lance, yeah. He, he uh, had his first career touchdown there. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, 49ers. Well, it was 49ers for most part of the game on this one. And then it looked like in the last quarter, uh, the Detroit Lions were looking, uh, were trying to get back up on this, and uh, they almost got caught up, but uh, it wasn't enough for uh, the 49ers. So it was 41 to 33 final score. And uh, how did you? What do you think about Jared Goff on this one? I mean, did you look at him and be like, "Oh man, I miss him with the Rams"? <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but um, <laughs> I, I do have a, I do still have a soft spot for him. Like, I was um. Uh, I was I watched the game. I was like, "Oh, typical Jared Goff. He's throwing the game away and blah blah blah." And that last quarter, I got super hyped up because I, I was like hoping he'd come back for them. And um and um not only that, it uh, it would have been great to see the Niners lose. Um, right. Yeah, because at that point, Debo Samuel already gave me a ton of fantasy points at that point. So <laughs> I'm like, I don't care anymore. So y'all y'all need to lose. But um, but yeah, I was I was pulling for Jared. Um. He he pulled it together. Hopefully he builds upon this, um, and um, hopefully the the Lions go ahead and move forward. But um, the end result is the uh, Niners um, beat Detroit. Yep. And then uh, and we also have 49ers on this one. And then the next one we have, uh, which by the way, uh, we we also have some injury news. I believe we missed some of them that we were supposed to talk about, or some stuff that we. Oh, I guess the Eagles sign um, tackle Jordan uh, Malaita Malaita. So mm-hmm. four-year, uh, $64 million contract extension. We just yeah. want to bring that up. Yeah. And uh, the Lions plays uh, Taylor Decker on the injured uh, reserve following finger surgery. So they just quit heads up on that. And uh, let's keep going with the Minnesota at Cincinnati. Uh, Minnesota Vikings against Cincinnati Bengals in this one. And uh, the game went to uh, the Bengals. The Bengals pulled yeah. this one off with the yeah. final score, 27-24. Yeah. Um, they- and OT. Was, yeah, yeah, I was about to say that was an overtime win. Yeah, yeah. so uh to the Bengals. Yeah, Joe Burrow looked really good and um, coming off the ACL injury last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked yep. pretty sharp. Well, that's off to him. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we all said Minnesota Vikings on this one, so we yeah. none of us got points in this one. <laughs> Which, right. by the way, uh, uh, Phil was doing pretty well. He was on a four-game winning streak. With uh, the Eagles, the Chargers, the Steelers, and the 49ers. But uh, except now we lost this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now, next one the Jets, New York Jets against Carolina Panthers. By the way, did you guys watch that a little intro in the Panthers stadium? That oh, they did? yeah. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. That was pretty sick. I, I got to admit, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And again, uh, Sam Darnold played a, 
of sort of a revenge game against his former team, and uh, he became victorious on this one. Yeah. Carolina Panthers were able to defeat the New York Jets on this one. Uh, okay, I'm looking for uh, 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 19 19, to 14. Yeah, 1914. 1914. So, uh, okay, job for Sam Donald right there. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, Arizona Cardinals at Tennessee Titans. That was going to, that was from the, on paper, it was a good game. I didn't get to watch that game, uh, but uh, it was a final score of 38 to 13. Arizona on this one. Yeah. Arizona looking good. Another NFC West team that looked pretty sharp on this, on the week one. Mm-hmm. And on this one, uh, both of you guys said Tennessee and I said Arizona. So I, I got this point right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You should be proud the of yourself. One, the only one that I outsmarted you on, you guys mm-hmm. on, the only one. Oh, <laughs> I'll smart a lucky guess. <laughs> oh, come on, guys. Now <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had the Cleveland Browns at the Kansas City Chiefs. We all say Kansas City on this one. This, they are the uh, reigning AFC champs. And uh, it was a close one. I believe the Cleveland Browns were on top for most part of this game. Until of course Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes up the game up and uh, final score of thirty-three to twenty-nine Chiefs mm-hmm. on this one. Yep. So we all get this point. <laughs> yep. And the next one we had uh, Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots. I believe this was a very back and forth game from what I remember, and then with a final score of seventeen to sixteen, a one point difference for the Miami Dolphins, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I believe Mac Jones. He, uh, I believe he started for most of the game on this one, did he? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. let me try to pull up some of his stats uh, for as far as another rookie stats right here. And uh, he had a uh, 281 yards with a touchdown, so that's pretty decent. It's okay, no interceptions, not bad. I guess. <laughs> but on this one, Phil had said Patriots, and Hodge and I had said the offense, so. This time, uh, how did I get these points? <laughs> and now uh, we had uh, the New York Denver Broncos at the New York Giants. This one, a uh, final score of uh, 27 to 13, Denver. On this one, we had, uh, again, uh, Phil had picked the Giants and Hodge and I had picked Denver. And also, here we go uh, the Chicago Bears at LA Rams. We had all set LA Rams. And the LA Rams are victorious, thirty-four to fourteen. Of course, we're going to talk about this game. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the debut of our new quarterback. Our supposed to be an upgrade, and I'll tell you this: it looked like an upgrade. Yeah. I mean, Matthew St- Stafford showed off his arm right there, and uh, we haven't seen that in a while for the Rams. Especially, it's extra good when you see these this core of receivers right here. Yeah, yeah. What if you do a touchdown to each receiver, uh, to three receivers, Jefferson? A cup and uh, uh, Woods. Robert, Robert Woods, yeah, yeah. That was um, that first bomb. My like my my eyes lit up and like I just could not stop smiling. I was like, <laughs> I haven't seen that from our quarterback in like a long time. <laughs> yeah. So it was it was just good. Like it was good seeing the fans there, and it was just a dominant performance. I was a little concerned about the defense, but we pulled it through. We only had them to fourteen points, so. So yeah, they matters. feel like a little bit lazy, and they feel like a little. They looked a little bit lazy in some of their defensive uh, possessions. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but you know, full four, as you could tell. I mean, you have Aaron Donald. Ramsey looked really good in this one. He looked like he was getting up closer. He wasn't all the way out there, and uh, he looked like he was just like he was just constantly moving. Yeah. He didn't look bored. 
<laughs> yeah, he, and it serves them right because Bears fans just talk about Darnell Mooney owns Jalen Ramsey, and he just got tired of hearing it, and which didn't make any sense because he did not catch a pass last time we played him. But yeah, yeah, he yeah he was all over the field. He's like, look at me now. Yeah. Yeah, with that being said, uh, that gave us a uh, total – that left it all up. That left us all up on tight right now. So, yeah. um, all of us are tied right now with eight points. Did you talk about the Packers-Saints um, game? I did not talk about that one. Did I miss that? Oh, crap. Oh, yeah, Packers – oh, Packers and New York. Oh, yeah, we both – we all said Packers. Yeah, we have to talk about that one. Oh, yeah. New Orleans. New Orleans just dominated the Packers. Yeah. Uh, this is a Drew Brees-less team right now, which mm-hmm. has Jameis Winston starting. Yep. And they had – and Packers had Aaron Rodgers. And uh, this was the final score, 38-3 to domination by the Saints. And, I mean, you're looking at Rodgers. I mean, with all the stuff that was going on during the offseason, now you're making it look like, yeah, he didn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be there at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. this is just looking at that, you know, he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to claim that um, that um, it had nothing to do with the off-the-field issues during offseason. It, it did. And um, yeah. I, I think, too, also, they probably underestimated the Saints because um, they don't have Drew Brees anymore. They have Jameis Winston. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston's picking up what he, how he played in the preseason. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I don't even know how, uh, about my future pickups for the Packers right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, that sitting on the games right now, we do have one more game, but it's going on right now. Uh, we had to wait for this game to get our final score, which is okay because we're either gonna end up with Hodge and I are gonna be tied, or Phil's gonna have the lead. <laughs> yeah, and we don't want that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 <sighs> yeah, it's um. The Ravens and the Raiders. The Ravens are up 14-7. I believe um, it's at the two-minute warning at the time of this recording. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fall down to what's going to happen. But uh, let's talk about some other stuff that happened during some of the games. Uh, I guess it was the Browns and the Chiefs. And uh, Cleveland Browns Center and NFLPA President J.C. Treader calls for discipline against Kansas City Chiefs. So, apparently, this was a little uh, – uh, uh, do you know more about what exactly what happened here? Um, uh, apparently, um, from what I'm hearing, um, um, uh, the chief center got into a little like shoving, um, uh, shoving incident with the one of the assistant coaches at um with the Chiefs, and um, they um uh, pulled him from the game immediately. But now um, not, but now uh, the, the Cleveland Center is asking for the Chiefs assistant coach to be punished as well since he played a role in it so hmm. pretty odd um sequence you know yeah huh okay now you don't see a lot of coaches going against the other team's players or anything like that yeah <laughs> yeah so as we heard uh last week uh the Patriots released Cam Newton and uh, I believe he released some uh he started he finally talked to the media I believe about his him the uh being let go by the Patriots. I guess he says something a lot that, you know, that's that I'm go because of the way he is, you know, I guess like he says, this is my, my aura. That's my gift and my curse. When you bring a Cam Newton to your facility, when you bring a Cam Newton to your franchise, people are interested by mere fact of who he is. Why does he, why does he wear his hair? Why does he talk? Why does he act? Why does he perform? All these questions. 
So he feels like he's a distraction to the new quarterback, uh, rookie quarterback, Mike Jones, I guess. What do you think about that, Hodge? Yeah, um, I actually watched this um, entire interview two days ago. He was talking to his dad, and um, mm-hmm. they um, they talked about a whole bunch of issues about um, how how it went down, how he felt about it, and um, he um, yeah, he he said um, yeah, that's pretty much what he said. Like he said um, he felt like he got cut indirectly because they knew he would be a distraction. Uh, that, that's mm-hmm. how he felt, and. Um, he said that day when um, he walked up to the facility, it was just an awkward moment. Everybody, I don't know who all was in the office, but everybody was just looking like, they was looking kind of like very uncomfortable about, about because everybody knew what was going to happen and they knew how awkward it would be. So um, mm. so that was what happened. And um, he addressed the whole COVID test thing. Um, um, he, said, he said that the Patriots gave him permission to get a second opinion on on his uh, COVID test. And so I'm st- that part still makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, yeah. You yeah. still think there's a little bit of conspiracy going around there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, they, they talked about a whole bunch of stuff. If you have enough patience to watch it, it's about 43 minutes. If you have enough patience to watch it. It's, it's a good little like conversation you have with his dad, but, um, but yeah, that's pretty much, um, that's pretty much what it was like Cam, he can't be a he cannot be a backup. He has to be yeah. a starter. And he did say that he wouldn't have mind being uh, Mac Jones backup if they gave him that opportunity. But like again, right. he felt like um that they would it would be too much of a distraction for him to um just be a backup because it'll be storylines everywhere. And so um, right. so yeah, but yeah, he um he addressed everything. And um all right, yeah. Okay. Well, to wrap up week one, we uh, what I decided to do also this year or this season is uh, do our A plus players of the week, player of the week, and our F player of the week. Okay. So I'm gonna start off first, so you guys will see what I mean. Uh, I kind of introduced these to the guys late, but um, <laughs> so I, I've been had my my thoughts already. And for my, uh, I'm gonna start with my F A plus, my A plus player of the week, and I'm gonna give it to uh, Sage quarterback, Jameis Winston. I mean, like like we talked about earlier. I mean, he everybody was expecting something different, and, um, and I just like the way that he, I mean, with all that pressure of being you know the successor for uh, uh, Drew Brees and having to compete for that you know, quarterback uh, position with Taysom Hill, and to show and then all the reputation that you had, you know, oh he throws all these interceptions, he throws all his interceptions. Let's look at the. I mean, he only threw for 148 yards, but he threw five touchdowns. No interceptions uh, against the Green Bay Packers. So uh, that to me was pretty impressive. He looked calm. He looked like he knew what he was doing. He didn't look scared. And that impressed me this week about him. I mean, I could give some, you know, some quick shout outs, like guys like Dak Prescott, even though he took the loss. But, I mean, he looked really good that on that one. But, uh, I mean, I have to give the A-plus player of the week to Jameis Winston. As far as my F pl- uh, player of the week will be also in this game, and it's going to go to Aaron Rodgers. It has to be Aaron Rodgers. I mean, how can you be Aaron Rodgers and play like that? <laughs> yeah. You know, 133 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. One of those interceptions was, I believe, in the red zone, mm-hmm. which is rare for, for uh, Rodgers. Yeah. So, and it was it got so bad that uh, they brought in uh, Jordan Love to play. He played, uh, he had three, seven attempts with uh, 68 yards. And uh, 
So, yeah, that's going to be it. my A-plus player will be Jameis Winston. My F-player of the week will be Aaron Rodgers. Okay. By the way, did you see Jameis Winston's post-game interview? It was I hilarious. did not. <laughs> what uh, was it? They asked him something, and Jameis, I'm going to butcher it because I don't remember all of it. He said, well, uh, the thing – well, I just had to get focused, and and just like what my trainer said, um, what did my trainer said? He he just told me to get focused. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Ash, this time it's your turn. A plus player of the week. All right, my A plus player of the week. Um, I'm going to be biased in this one. It's going to be Matthew Stafford. Um, okay. Yeah, to come on a new team. Um and just light it up like we've we've been hearing how Matthew Stafford is so underrated he's been held back by the Lions so far by, based on that one game it's so what he could do when he has talent around him he he lit he lit the the Bears up he threw three touchdowns no interceptions and um he had a fantastic game so I know it's a little biased but I'm gonna give uh, my a-plus player to Matthew Stafford now okay. my, my f a plus player is um I'm with you, um, Henry. I, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Uh, that was just horrible. I don't know. Honestly, I wanted to put the whole Green Bay Packers <laughs> in that account category, but I know you said player. But yeah, um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. The, the entire franchise of the Green Bay Packers <laughs> are going to be in my honorable <laughs> mention. But uh, oh wow, okay. <laughs> it was just that bad. But I, I don't. It, that was just a bad game for Aaron Rodgers, and I, I hope I don't. Have to see that again from him. We'll see because, yeah, we'll, we'll just see. Yeah. All right. And finally, Phil, what you got? Um, since I didn't really, since I wasn't really able to watch much, I can't make a fair assumption. But for the F, I do have to say Aaron Rodgers because I did turn on. ESPN real quick because I want to see if there was any UFC stuff today, but they're going over how bad that he was doing and just his wow. facial expression just tells you that he was thinking, you know what, I want to be here right now. I just want to go home. Uh-huh. So just the fact that his expression says it all when he could, when he's supposed to be one of the greats playing right now and he has that reaction makes him the F play of the week okay all right and uh position right there for rogers and uh your a plus player of the week um like i said since i didn't really watch much this week uh-huh. and i didn't really didn't really go through much or i guess i came late when i was watching espn i won't have a a plus player of the week okay all right that's good all right uh all right, so that'll be that's gonna exactly wrap up our week one of the NFL season. Now let's go to week two with our pickups right here. Hey. All right, let's sounds start. good. Sounds good. All right, let's start. Let's start with the first game, Thursday night's game, New York Giants at the Washington Football Team. Um, I was gonna go with whoever was the the champion, but we don't know who the champion is yet. Mm-hmm. So, but considering he did pretty well for thinking he didn't do well, I'm gonna give I'm gonna let Phil do, take it first. So, hmm. I'm gonna say Giants. Okay, Giants. Hodge. I'm gonna go with um Washington. All right, 
I have to go to Washington too on this one. <laughs> so, all right. And then uh, this one's probably going to be a little bit hard because we don't know how this, we don't know how they're going to finish performing, but the Las Vegas Raiders at Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to go with this one. Uh, I'm going to start with this one. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh on this one. They're going to be at home. They're going to take against, uh, they're going to take it against the Raiders. Hodge? Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh as well. Okay. Phil? I'm going with Steelers all the way to the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, I'll put money on it. I, just... <laughs> oh, please. I got enough of that. I got enough of that going on in my fantasy group. Everything's put money on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next one. San Francisco 49ers at Philadelphia Eagles. Hodge, I'm gonna make you take this one first. Okay. Um hmm. Man, this is actually a tough one. It is. <laughs> it is a tough one. This could go either way. Um, would it be well? Well, I'm gonna say this because um, the standards are so high for the Niners. I I have to go through all the games first, but if nothing else pops up, this will probably be my upset of the week. I got Philly beating the 49ers in a close game. Okay. All right. Uh, and Phil. I'll go with the 49ers. Okay. I also have to go with this up to this one uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know. I like the way Hurts looking pretty impressive. And then from what I hear, Fortnite has got a lot of players. Some of the few players uh, in the defensive side are hurt. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this one, yeah. Oh, and him. So I have to go with the Eagles on this one. Now, uh, Houston at Cleveland. Phil, I'm going to make you take this one. I say the Texans. Okay. Uh, all right, I'll, I'm gonna go with this one. On this one, I'm gonna take. Ooh, this is gonna be tough. I'm gonna have to go with Cleveland on this one. And I got the Browns as well. All right, so it looks like either like uh, Phil's gonna have a really good week so far, <laughs> or <laughs> gonna have a really bad week. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Denver at Jacksonville. This is a tough one now, well, because we well, well actually no, you know what? I'm going Denver. Hodge, <laughs> <laughs> uh, take it. I'm gonna go with Denver as well. Okay, Phil. Same. Okay. And Hodge, New Orleans Saints who looked very dominant in Week One at Carolina Panthers who didn't look too bad. What do you got? Yeah, I have in a close of game, especially since they're NFC South rivals. I got the New Orleans Saints in a close one. Okay. All right. I got the Saints as well. <laughs> Phil? Just be different. I'll be the, the Panthers. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. You know, he's, like you said, he's got an all in or nothing. All or nothing. <laughs> all right. So the Rams, LA Rams against the Indianapolis Colts. Phil? <laughs> Since this is an LA team, I'll go with the LA team, which is the Rams. Okay. I got the Rams as well. Hodge. And I also have the Rams. <laughs> All right. So they didn't they didn't they made us look good last week. So yeah. We gotta. Buffalo at Miami. This is gonna be another interesting one right here. 
this one because uh, you know we have we have a, a pool also at work and then they do it differently over over there over there they you know you pick the winner but they have a spread thing so you have to pick by how many points they're gonna win so that was that gets a little bit tricky and I'm right here like you know this is gonna be the way the Buffalo didn't look too good last week but you know Buffalo uh, they could come back for a uh, they will come back for uh, you know uh, revenge or something uh, you could be upset but they're gonna be at Miami. So Miami take that, but um, I'm gonna go with Buffalo on this one. Huh? Uh, uh, Phil, yeah. oh sorry, <laughs> let me get Phil for let me get Phil to take this one. Okay. A second. Um, the Bills. Okay. Okay. And Hodge. Yeah, uh, I got Buffalo as well. All right. <laughs> so so far we uh, Hodge and I are matching. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, New England Patriots and New York Jets. Hotch. I got the Patriots. Okay. Phil? Um, the Patriots? Huh? Okay. I'll pull over Phil. I'm going to go with the Jets on this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Jets with the upset. Okay. All right. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals at Chicago Bears. Phil? Uh... Bengals, because I feel I'm poking fun at my friend, Eugene, if you're listening. I think the Bears are going to do horrible this year, so I say <laughs> Bengals. Ooh. Stick it wow. to them. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Hodge, you take this one. You know what? I'm going to pick the Bengals as well. Oh, all right, all right. So, by the way, the Bears are home, and uh, yeah, the way that Dalton looked uh, last week, it didn't look too good, which makes me wonder how many times are uh, is he actually going to start in this one, or how many more chances is he going to get? You could, yeah. you could, you shoot, you will, if you'll be the Bears right now, you just okay, you set field for the first one, and you you made him play a couple of snaps, and he even got him his first touchdown. But uh, especially since like some of those teams are in that division also lost in that North division, so you got to take advantage of something. You got to try to win. You got to shake things up. Yeah. If, I'm, if I'm Bears, I will go with Fields, so I'll, and I will see him doing an impressive uh, game at home. So I'm going with Chicago. Okay. And uh, this one, uh, Atlanta at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I got to go, of course. One thing I always learn: sometimes you just hard to bet against their Brady. So I'm going with with Brady on this one. Tampa Bay. Uh, Phil. Um, since they are the champs. I say the Bucks. Okay. Hodge? Go with the Bucks as well. All right. Hodge, we got Minnesota Vikings at Arizona Cardinals. We got, got Hodge. I got Arizona. Arizona? Yeah, Arizona looked good last week. I got Arizona too. Phil? Um, I say Vikings. Okay. Phil, we got Tennessee Titans at Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks. Okay. Uh, Hodge? I got Seattle. Oof. Yeah, I go with Seattle, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we got over here um, Dallas Cowboys at the L.A. Chargers right here. Oh, this is going to be – I'm going with – I'm going to go with – oh, I'm going to go with Dallas. Hodge? Okay. I'm going to have a close game. I'm going to go with Dallas. Okay. Phil? I got to go with the L.A. team. Chargers. All right. <laughs> All right. 
Hodge. We got a uh, second to last game. Kansas City Chiefs. This is a Sunday night game at Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens are currently playing right now. I believe they're at halftime. Yeah. Um, I, got, I got the Chiefs. Go got the Chiefs. Okay. Uh, Phil? I also love the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs as well. <laughs> And last but not least, we got the Detroit Lions with Jared Goff at the Green Bay Packers with got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You got the Packers? I got the Packers. Yeah, you got to wonder how long is that going to last with with uh, with Rodgers. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I got to go with the Packers on this one again. Phil? Hopefully he doesn't have that same expression that he did, but I'll go with the Packers. So that's our week two pickups. We're gonna post it, of course, on our Instagram or at Sports Next Show. Um, so uh, again, enjoy this week two. We're still waiting for week one to finish. Uh, like as we mentioned, we're either gonna be uh, either Phil's gonna have the lead or Hodge and I are gonna be tied. And uh, so we'll keep an eye out on that, of course. So enjoy that week two, and we'll be right back and talk some basketball. All right, let's finish things off with some little bit of basketball news, but a quick update on that football game. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know why I can't like, keep updating. It's not like we're live, <laughs> but uh, it is live for us. So it's uh, the second half has started. It's 14 to 10 right now, Baltimore. But anyway, uh, so the NBA uh, Hall of Fame uh, happened. Uh, the ceremony was, I believe, last weekend. And some of the inductees headlined by Chris Bosch, presented by Ray Allen and Pat Riley. So uh, Chris Bosch, uh, Paul Pierce, presented by Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Russell got inducted as a coach. He was presented by Charles Barkley, Julius Irving, Spencer Haywood, Alonzo Mourning, Bill Walton, and Rick Waltz. Mm-hmm. Ben Wallace, one of my favorite uh, inductees. Yeah. Uh, of course, that great 04 Pistons team, mm-hmm. presented by Larry Brown. Chris mm-hmm. Weber, presented by Isaiah Thomas. So, uh, and Jay Wright, presented by uh, Charles Barkley, Bill Cunningham, Herb McGee, and George Reveling. Rick Edelman, presented by uh, Blade Bivak and Jack Sigma. So, uh, what do you guys think about these inductees? And um, I think all of them are well-deserved. Um, uh, each and every last one of them made an imprint in the NBA. Um, a side comment. Uh, no, let, let, let me finish my thought, then I'll make the side comment. Um, <laughs> yeah, every... Um, I I expected the vast majority of these guys to be Hall of Famers eventually. Like Paul Pierce, we all knew he was going. Um, Chris Bosh, yeah, I had a feeling he would go. Um, ben Wallace, obviously. Chris Reber, you know. So mm-hmm. these this was a well deserved um, um, reward for these gentlemen. And um, now now to my side note, have you guys seen Ben Wallace? My goodness. <laughs> Oh, yes, <laughs> he looks so old now. I'm like, bro. <laughs> I, me- I remember when he was young and cool. He had the afro. Yeah, I'm just saying he looked like such a dad now. You know. <laughs> yeah. <Man>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, let's go in uh, with this Lakers. Uh, of course, they continue to make moves. Mm-hmm. And they dealt uh, Mark Gasol to the Grizzlies for draft pick, but Gasol tends to remain in Spain. At least so he's thinking about retiring from the NBA. And they also got a draft rights from Wang Zelin, uh, which, uh, I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> I mean, because they picked up DeAndre Jordan, but it's still like, okay. <laughs> you're, you're continuing your red from last year. Not even your red, like your quiet little red from last week. You're like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying much, but I'm saying a lot. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're like, I'm not that impressed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's okay, I guess. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's me trying to not go all the way <laughs> full brand. All right, respectable. Fuck the Lakers. Um, so um, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. All right, let's talk about something fun. Let's, let's talk about something funny and fun. Uh, talk about uh, villains and uh, Trey Young of the Hawks uh, was, I guess, he took part of WWE SmackDown, and uh, I guess they were Madison Square Garden. And, of course, uh, we lost – anybody who paid attention to the NBA playoffs last year, uh, Trey Young was a great villain over there. They pulled mm-hmm. the heck out of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, for, obviously, good reasons for Trey Young, you want to get booed if you're the uh, the visitor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not as – so, I guess he's out there, and I guess uh, he did a SmackDown thing. I'm guessing he teamed up with the, with the heel there or something, and – uh, make the fans pull him even more. <laughs> yep, it, it, it's perfect. It's like, like uh, Trey Land. I mean, sorry, my goodness, my my mind is all over the. I'm I'm doing a few things at once, so yeah, disregard yeah. that. I think the uh, fact that we're talking about WWE and SmackDown excited you. Probably, <laughs> because <laughs> I, I haven't watched it in a long time, so I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. But I just like how Trey Young just like embraces being the bad guy. He. He knows New York can't. He, he knows New York can't stand him, and so he he just wants to rub it in the face um, a lot more. And so you gotta love that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I do like that. He's easily become one of my favorite players. <laughs> right. So yeah. yeah, I I can't wait till the uh, they play each other in the regular season. That's gonna be fun. Oh yeah, yeah. He's making basketball fun in a way. These young yeah. kids are getting it done on, in the NBA. Yeah. No, it's it's gonna yeah. be. I'm gonna laugh if um. He has an open shot and he's and he, and he shims before he shoots it again. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna have to do that. <laughs> uh well yeah, but uh but that being said, that's gonna be it for the NBA. I know very slow week <laughs> NBA other than the Hall of Fame. But uh we have again we have week two to go of the NFL season. We have a fight night coming up and we have more baseball getting ready to wrap up in a couple weeks. With that being said, you guys have a good week, and we'll hope to see, to see you again next week. Before you go, yes. Question. Yes. Do you think that Anderson Silva should fight all the Paul brothers? Oh, oh, that that be. Should he put downgrade himself to that? I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he'll be making millions of dollars for being. Oh, them okay. Up. Then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When you, oh, yeah, when you, yeah. When you put it like that, then I'll say yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. That was it. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs>